This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, as we get set for the Open this week, it's a baseball to come. We'll get to some NFL, NBA, Game 4 of the Finals tomorrow night. So we got a lot to do before Lightning Bets later on the show with our props for tonight's All-Star Game. We've got to bring on our guy right now, Kenny Kim. He is the host of Fantasy Golf Degenerates. He's our guest. Talk some Open, some golf, some betting for this weekend Kenny, we are we're we're ready looking at outrights here. We're, we're so excited for this thing. Um, Kenny, what stands out to you when you look at the uh, outright winner? When you look at the odds, you know, five guys with less than twenty to one odds to win this thing. What stands out when you look at the odds to win the Open this weekend? I mean, in the bet, the number one thing I'm seeing is is Kepka at eighteen to one. I just think that should be an auto bet. I mean, he is the major king. Uh, you know, I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. He perform. I think he's. 40 strokes, 30 or 40 strokes better in majors than the next best person, which I think is Dustin Johnson in the last five years. This is just what this guy does. You know, he comes to focus at these events. Uh, he might not have all his focus at other events, but at the majors, he's 100% focused. And 18 to 1 seems like a fair number for me. Yeah, let's go. Told you, Joe G. Kepka's the man. 18 to 1. He's You're all over right it. now. Yeah, uh, well, we'll see. Uh, but Ken- Kenny's on it. Yeah, and he's playing well. He's got a couple of top fives his last couple of tournaments. Kepka, uh, pretty appealing. Uh, Kenny, when you look at the history of this event, wh- why do you think Open Championship form, I know they're different courses, but overall, op- Open Championship form doesn't seem to matter? Uh, I mean, I you know, I think it maybe not so much form. I think it's more experience that they need. I mean, they they need a few go rounds at an open championship. I think before they can think and can and really compete. I mean, the younger guys now with the talent they have, they might be able to get away with it. But I mean, throughout the years, that's been sort of what has needed to happen. Just because you know, especially if you're on playing on the PGA Tour full time. Uh, you don't see these type of courses, these links, traditional link style courses that often. And I think you just need a little bit of experience on these courses before you can figure it out. Hmm. Kenny, when when you look at um, how to bet this thing, and you mentioned Brooks and, and the great odds there and how you can't pass that up. Is there something you look at heading into a tournament that puts you on a golfer or off a golfer? You know, Joe was mentioning earlier how they've played the last few rounds, past history at the course. What stands out to you the most? What do you look at the most? when you're trying to figure out your wager for, for let's say this weekend? I mean, a lot of the times when it comes to these majors, I think something like 37 of the last 38 major winners have been inside the top 50 in the world golf rankings. I mean, it's usually the cream of the crop that rises into this range. Uh, so, I mean, if you're looking at numbers and value, I mean, you could probably find some, I mean, I think Neiman's like 20 like inside the top 30. Uh, I think you can find them as, as high as 70 to one, 60 to one right now. I mean, just finding smiling guy golfers inside that top 50 who are top-notch golfers in the world. They're usually the ones that come out and play. I guess uh, 
Phil is the one that broke that the last time. Uh, you know, but I mean, outside of him, it's usually been, you know, top tier. And it's not like Phil has never been a top tier guy, uh, you know. So, I mean, that's something I look at. I also look at form uh, coming in because a lot of the time at difficult courses, it's hard to find your game at a tough course. Uh, so if you're coming in sort of slacking, it, it's, it's tough to, uh, to to try and figure it out on, say, Royal St. George's or a U.S. Open track or Augusta or something like that, you know? Uh, Kenny, both of us like Kepka there at the top, but as you move down a little bit, um, it, it's the, the golfers that I found myself uh, taking a look at are all in that 40 to 60 to one range. Is there a sweet spot for you with some outrights? Uh, I mean, I, I, if you can find Reed around in that time, uh, and then I think you can find him at 40, 45 to one. I think he's, you know, he plays tough course as well. I think that works out pretty well for him uh, at this course. I also like, uh, a little bit lower, like Hatton, 33 to 1, uh, around that area. I think you could find that. And just looking at the 40 to 60 to 1, I mean, Harris English is probably the only one that I could see that I would bet. And you could find him at 75 to 1 at mm-hmm. some point in time, just because of the way he's sort of a grinder, a couple of top fives of the U.S. Open here recently, uh, hits a lot of fairways, actually plays pretty well in the wind, uh, surprisingly. Uh, I, think that, I think this course can fit him pretty well. Kenny Kim joining us here, talking about the Open this weekend. Kenny, Bryson is always a name that we bring up, we talk about, and it's just interesting to see his name and 33-to-1 odds. Uh, maybe this course not built for him. He's more power. You need more accuracy here. But what do you make of the odds on Bryson, new caddy, and how you might think he'll do this weekend? Yeah, I mean, if, if Kepka's like the major king, I guess Bryson's Carol Baskin. Because I'm not on him uh, this week. I don't really mess – uh, it's just, I think it's just too much in his head at this moment in time, uh, just because you know, the, the whole caddy thing, not talking to the press. I mean, you know they're going to ask him some questions here in the next couple of days uh, when he does his press conferences. I just, uh, the thing is, like, before that, I think maybe he might have had a chance because, you know, he used to be like, you know, the smart guy, you know, try to find these courses and figure out a way to beat it using science, you know. And I think that would be great at an open championship, especially a tough course like this. But I, I don't know if, if the whole motivation of hitting along has taken over his game. Uh, I'm just not a fan of him here at this course. Uh, Kenny, open championship debutants. Let's talk about them a little bit. If uh, you think any of them will have some success or maybe there's some fades. You mentioned uh, at the start of our conversation that you need some history at uh, the open championship. Well, it's the first time for Hovland, Morikawa, and Scheffler, who's playing well this season, are, are you on or off any of those? All three of those guys are playing. You know, they're they're top notch elite players. I'm not playing any of them. Yeah, um, Hovland's the only one I would think of, um, but I I do not think I actually have a future bet from Hovland. I got him fifty to one from a couple of months ago, so I'm hoping he does well. Uh, but uh, I, I, it's tough to do it. The thing is, those are the three guys that I think first time first timers this year uh that can actually do something uh, i don't think you can find anyone else i don't think burns is going to do anything um you know any other first timers that play predominantly on the U- pga tour those three are the main ones you would look at but i don't think i'm going to play i uh, bet any of them uh, other than the future i have kenny who's your biggest when you go down the board what's the biggest long shot who's the biggest long shot how far down the board do you go where your, your eyes kind of lock in and you say you know what that's interesting. There's a lot of value there, and, and you might be willing to sprinkle a couple bucks on Where would you go? How far down the odds board for you to find your biggest long shot you like? 
I mean, just looking now, Adam Scott at 110 to one, 110 to one is the one that pops to me. Uh, you know, he's had success here a couple of, you know, he's had some opportunities to win the open championship. Now his game isn't where it was at that point in time, but he's still got that skill and 110 to one for him seems sort of wild to me. Uh, I mean, Molinari at 200 to one, uh, another guy down here, uh, you know, Richard Bland at 250 to one. I don't know if you guys know about Richard Bland. He won a few weeks ago, his first win, uh, I don't know, either in a long time or ever. Uh, on to, on the European tour, and he's he's backed that up with a couple of good, uh, solid finishes at two fifty to one. I could see that happen. What about uh, matchups? Any specific golfers are backing or fading? You know, I haven't really looked at many matchups so far this week. I mean, just looking at it, I mean, guys that I would fade in the matchup, maybe like whoever's up against Max Homa. I just don't feel like Homa is the type of guy that can do anything here. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of like you know. Um, I think you can match up uh, Corey Connors. I'm not the biggest fan of Corey Connors uh, this week either. Uh, so just look, a couple of guys where if you can find matchups against them, I might jump on. Kenny, um, I'm looking back at the top. Let's go back to, to the favorite here, John Rahm. He is 8-1. to one. Uh, What do you make of the gap between John Rahm and then Brooks would be next, uh, Spieth, McElroy? I mean, there's a big gap there between the favorite 8-1, to one, then wherever you find second, third, 17-1, to 18-1. to one. Is that gap necessary? Do, do, you, do you think that makes sense that John Rahm is that much of a favorite over whoever you find and wherever you find the second, third, you know, favorites to win this thing? I think it makes sense. I don't know if I'm going to bet it because it's so short, but I think he's the best player in the world, even though the rankings don't say it. I mean, Dustin Johnson, after last week, Rahm finishing, what, eighth in the Scottish Open, DJ overtook him again for first in the world golf rankings, so that's sort of skewed. But, I mean, honestly, Rahm is the best golfer out there in the world right now. In the wind, difficult conditions. Uh, I don't see uh, – I don't have a problem with him being that low in the gap between them because, also, he's been so consistent with so many top tens. If I remember, I think he top ten something like oh, maybe a quarter of his events, maybe even more than that, which is pretty miraculous. Xander Schauffele always shows up at the majors. Uh, he, he has a two here at, at an Open Championship a couple years ago. He's playing well. Are you going to bet Xander? Uh, probably not. I'm going to I'm going to put the majority of my money on on uh, on Kepka up top. Uh, Kepka yeah. is probably my main bet up top. I'm not really going to go anywhere else. I'm going to put the majority of my money on Brooksy, uh, and then I'll go down a little bit lower, maybe Hatton, Reed, uh, and then maybe a couple other guys. But at the top of the board, I'm going all on, all on Kepka. Kenny Patrick Cantley is one of my uh, names I wrote down here, thirty-three to one. Uh, give me your thoughts on him, the way he's playing lately, and, and just kind of your feeling on him as we head into this tournament. If uh, if any of our listeners maybe have an eye on him as well. Yeah, I mean, a couple of wins this year. You can't really deny what he's done. He also t- tends to avoid trouble uh, for the most part. Uh, you know, a, a lot of good bogey avoidance. You know, doesn't really three putt that often. Uh, those are a couple of things you're going to have to try and avoid at this course. I think he makes sense. I don't think it makes sense that Xander is half the odds of Patrick Kenley. Uh, you know, Xander hasn't won in five, six years. Kenley's won twice this year. So I don't mind that number at all. Uh, do you suggest that people wait on their bets until we get some more clarity on the weather? Yes. I mean, the thing about this event, you know, the weather affects this event more than any other. Uh, there's more, there's typically wave advantages at this event more often than any other major, any other tour event out there. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I've seen weather, and the thing about the weather in southern England 
it can change on a dime. Uh, so I would wait, you know, as late as possible to, you know, make a draft team lineups. And then you might lose a couple of points waiting that long for the betting, but it might be worth it. Uh, if you can find specific wave advantages, uh, as you go in towards Thursday. Kenny, uh, as a fan, we haven't seen this uh, particular event in a couple of years. It was, it was not played last year due to the pandemic. Uh, are you looking forward to it from that? Like, did, did you miss it? I, I missed watching this last year because you know, we were talking about the weather here. It's one of the most unpredictable events on the tour, maybe the most unpredictable. Usually the other ones, you kind of you kind of view the weather, you know the course, you kind of have a feel for what's going to happen. I always like this one because you tune in, you have no idea what's going to happen. Um, as a viewer, as a fan, are you excited just to see the Open again because of the unpredictability? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's always fun to watch. It was better when I... I had my other job and didn't have to go to work until like four in the morning or four in the four in the afternoon. So I could just watch golf from like one in the morning to like eight in the morning all day. A little bit different now, but yeah, it, it's always a fun watch. It's just, it's just different. You know, you don't get to see this type of golf. And, you know, honestly, if you look back through the history of golf, this is what golf was basically meant to be like, you know, the, the courses you see week in and week out of these parkland courses in the United States. It's great. It's fun to watch, but I mean, this is, this is a true, test of golf if you're going uh, with the historic process is uh max scherzer's start tonight going to be the last one of him representing the nationals i don't know the nats are what they're not that far back i forget how many and things they, back uh, yeah they had a rough run to close the first half did they, i know they got close within three games but i sort of tailed off here on how they i don't think we're gonna get rid of them but the fans will revolt he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a god up here in dc yeah, there's six out, but I, I tend to agree with you, Kenny. If they stay within five or so, I, I don't think they trade him. No, you get a haul back, Kenny. If you want to, you want to rebuild the right way, turn it over the right way. You get a haul for Max Scherzer. Yeah, I know, but I mean, didn't we just get some nice draft picks uh, that we weren't supposed to get uh, in the draft here for the last couple of days, from what I remember? Uh, I mean, you know, the 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 the, the, the young guys usually uh, for the Nats usually come up. I mean, we had Soto come up when Bryce left. I mean. Yeah, the farm system's usually pretty good in the DC for DC teams. Yeah, Cade Cavalli. Yeah, I watched the uh, pitcher Cade Cavalli in the uh, futures game. He looks pretty good. Kenny, always appreciate hopping on. Good luck this weekend. Uh, we'll be following him, and we'll talk soon. Kenny Kim, host the Fantasy Golf Challenge. Thank you, Kenny. Thanks, guys. There he goes, Kenny Kim, giving us some outrights, giving us some golfers he likes, he doesn't like going down the board. Kepka. He's in that fifty to forty to one, fifty <laughs> to one range too. He likes it there. Kepka. Kapka. Yes. Uh, he, le- he likes him more than any other golfer. And the moment you've been waiting for, Mr. Joe Giglio, when Shams tweets out the Philadelphia 76ers have opened up trade conversations surrounding three-time All-Star Ben Simmons and have engaged with teams. Yeah, yeah it, rem- it reminds me of the, the moment uh, around late January, I guess it was, when uh, Schefter put out the, the Eagles have started to begun discussions on, on listening to offers for Carson Wentz. And, like, you realize, all right, the inevitable is is about to actually. Happen. I mean, yeah, we all knew after uh, after their last game when Embiid and uh, Doc are like, yeah, uh, I don't know if he's going to come back. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, this guy messed that up. That's why we lost. I love the uh, every time there's a trade where a player you know needs to be moved and the team's trying to get value. It's the same story. It's just repackaged. The Sixers want big value. They still love Ben Simmons. Even though everyone in the world knows they have to trade him, they must have this back. It's 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 this not easy for Daryl Morey. Like he's got to get something good, but everyone knows he's got to move him. So is that report out there because nobody has called? That's what I thought about <laughs> the Eagles and Wentz. Remember, there's robust interest. There's there's could be a big market, and then I was like, wait, it's just the Colts and maybe yeah. the Bears. 
Yeah, the NBA playoffs are still going on. They're like, please, somebody call. The phone's not ringing. Listen, the phone is ringing. You better call now. It's 10 teams calling. Yeah, and the exactly. other team's like, I don't think anyone called yet. Yes, the Ben Simmons straight sweepstakes has begun. On the other side, let's talk some baseball here. NL East Futures. Who makes the playoffs? Who wins this division? We'll break it down. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network.